0: And somebody would come up and I'd be like, hey, for, um, you know, for a buck more, I can take that and make that a large popcorn and a large Coca-Cola, right? And uh, what people would do is right there in the moment, you already have your money out. You're, you're doing it. Yeah. Well,
1: that's what voice is. For Monday, September 2nd, 2019, this is episode 48. Dave Isbitsky, Chief Evangelist, Amazon Alexa, on the power of Alexa for marketing, part one of two. Dave and I talked about why voice is a departure from previous technology, and how you can harness Alexa to learn more about your customers, plus how you can use voice as the ultimate frictionless upsell. We also answered a top question among marketers, how do you overcome discoverability challenges with early voice to get your Alexa skill found? PSA, please mute your Alexa device now. Welcome to the Beetle Moment Marketing Podcast, a short weekly exploration of marketing, technology, and career. I'm Emily Bender. I answer to no one, and I make this for you. Let's get on with the show. Hi, everybody. I'm Emily Bender, and I am here with... Dave Isbitsky. Dave is the chief evangelist for Alexa at Amazon, and he is a keynote speaker, podcaster, and VoiceBot.a top influencer in Voice 2019. A lot of you know who Dave is, and for anyone who doesn't, you're going to find out shortly. He is the go-to guy for all things Alexa and uh, super bright, and uh, I'm so excited to have you on the show, Dave. So, hey, how are you?
0: Wow. Thank you for that uh, intro. I'm, I'm super happy to be here. It's great to uh, be chatting with you again.
1: Well, you have a big background in technology. I mean, you've worked in web, you've worked in mobile. What is it about voice that is so different and exciting?
0: You know, it's, I, I get asked this question a lot, and um, the best way I can describe it, as someone who's lived through lots of different evolutions and seeing disruptive waves, right? And so I used to work on dot-com stuff and seeing how web uh, rose and seeing the browser battles and then seeing mobile. And I've launched products in mobile at different companies. And the one thing you can tell, and you've probably seen this too, Emily, is that when something is being broadly adopted and it's impacting all sorts of people's lives you see multiple pockets across different industries and sometimes they don't cross pollinate right so for example you'll see people talking about voice in finance but they're not talking about they're not talking to developers right and then you'll see doctors and healthcare professionals talking about what does voice mean for patient care and then you'll hear people saying well what does this mean for shopping and pay And then you'll see brands saying, what does this mean for me and my customer? And so it's just, it's across all industries and what's really different about voice for the first time, if you think about this and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but every technology that I've ever talked about, or I've worked with a company uh, to build something, there's always been training. It's always been, we've got to teach customers how to do this first before customers can tell us what they want. And what's very different about this is most of us already learn how to speak and hopefully we know how to listen <laughs> uh, by the time we're adults. And so there is no curve, you know, it's just natural for everybody to be able to speak. And so that's the first time I've uh, ever seen in this industry. You know, it used to be I would go to a company and be like, hey, this is an awesome new way to engage with your customers. You only have to learn this technical stack. And here's all the code you got to teach developers. And oh, by the way, here's our design guidelines, right? It was such a different conversation than, hey, your customers are already talking. What if they can talk to you today in the moment? Are you interested in having that conversation? So it's very different. It's very inclusive. So it goes across all ages, all backgrounds. And it's very empowering. Some of this was not on purpose, um, but we have not done a good job of including everybody in technology. You know, my parents certainly, my mom's more technical than my dad, but uh, my dad just started using a Kindle a a couple years uh, back and he certainly uses an Alexa. Uh, So it's it's empowering, right? And it's funny going and seeing family members, seeing my parents, seeing my mother-in-law and people talk about things and conversations that they've had. I've never seen that in anything. It was usually like, Hey, my printer's not working. Right? Uh-huh. It's like every family thing is like patching the OS and making sure they have the latest browser version and looking at their phone and seeing a hundred thousand different updates. Right? That hasn't been done. Um, now it's it's uh it's very it's very level. I learned things. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that there was a skill that did that. Right? Um, right. My mother-in-law was talking about Thirty Rock. Uh, she watches uh, not. Uh, Yeah. No, no. uh, Big Bang Theory. Sorry. I don't know why 30 30 Rock's a good show too. Um, Big Bang Theory and uh, how she was looking up times when it was playing. I was like, oh, I don't think that's part of Alexa, but she was actually using a skill that uh, covers all that. And so... It's cool, right?
1: Right, right. Completely. The inclusivity thing is huge, and whether it's a small child or an older person, we all speak, we all hear. I mean, most people do at least. So, yeah, there's less of a barrier to entry. It's not about how well you can code; it's about how well you can converse. So that's a departure.
0: Yeah, and I, you know, I talk a lot with brands about um, how do they engage in this new area, right? And it's interesting, like the CMO role. The CMO role has a lot of that over the years has kind of turned and gone under the CTO, right? Or the CIO because it was so technical. And I know it upset a lot of CMOs, right? It's like, Hey, I want to deliver this message to customers, but there's such this huge technical barrier that's involved that it always just wound up being owned by the tech folks. And now you can kind of take that back. In fact, um, you'll be surprised, you know, it's not the strongest development team that's going to create this conversation. Some of the stuff that you, we're, we're seeing in the skills area too are just people that know how to create engaging conversations. It's about having those ideas again and about knowing your your customer. And so that's changed things too, right? It's it's not how good you can code. It's how good you can converse. Exactly.
1: I mean, I think that's so powerful. And as a marketer coming from, you know, over a decade working on the client side with all kinds of brands, there was always a bottleneck oftentimes with IT and with tech. And everybody has their fiefdom. Everybody, you know, there's, there's a scarcity mentality at a lot of companies like, well, I have to have my job security. So I'm not going to teach you how I did this secretive code <laughs> to make this thing work. And the marketers are just like, oh, please, please, will you fix this on the website? Because I don't know how to do it. But it's like with voice. I I can just design it. I can figure, and and Amazon has made that easy for developers. So, can you talk a little bit about like just reducing that barrier to entry? Anybody can build a skill.
0: It's funny. Some things never change. I was at um, Ruder Finn with PR Week had put on an event for me to come out and talk to uh, to people, and one of the things that came up is when you're talking about voice and you're trying, cause it sounds like what you're, what you're talking about is very common, right? Um, if it's a large business, you're typically gonna have an IT group and any kind of new technology that's being ro- rolled out, whether it's internal or to customers is gonna have to go through that group. And um, they were hitting some roadblocks and I was like, hey, I had these same conversations 10 years ago for cloud and then 10 years ago uh, for mobile. And I'm like, I can guarantee you there's a doc somewhere in your organization that it was the same thing. Just put voice, take out cloud, put in voice, take out mobile, put in voice. It's the same thing. A group is still responsible for the same thing. Um, so having that, that discussion, it's already happened. And in fact, voice has made it easier because people are going to understand it first. A lot of times it's getting people up to speed of what that technology is even is. And it was funny because some people raised their hands and were, absolutely, we did that, Dave. We took our cloud and we put in voice and we got it across. right? And so that's good news. And so you'll see that across the board. One of the things we did with Amazon um, is we said, hey, we're going to teach Alexa things and she's going to know stuff, but she's not going to do What everybody is going to want to have conversations about that, we're going to put in the hands of you. So we created this thing called the Alexa Skills Kit, which enables you to teach Alexa how to have a conversation about things. And what's neat about that is there's no new technology. It's just restful web services passing JSON across on on an encrypted SSL um, request, right? And so everybody's already doing that through mobile and RESTful web services. And so I would walk into companies and I'd be like, hey, do you have an API that does this? Yep. Hey, do you have, you know, do you scale up to users? Yep. All right, it's the same thing. You know, it's it's gonna actually call your same API. The magic that's happening is Alexa is just taking normal human language and she's figuring out what function to call versus me hitting a button on my little glass screen and that calling the function call directly. But the calls are the same behind the scenes, so that's something that's new too. We've never had this this technical wave. I remember doing mobile, and it was like, "Hey, what do you mean? What is a restful web service?" Right? Everybody, everything was client-server back then. It was nothing was scaling out. It was all on everybody's desktop, or it was incorporated in these siloed applications. It wasn't able to scale out and use the internet uh, across millions of users, right? And so. It really is. Voices, from a technical perspective, especially Alexa Skills Kit, is standing on top of the shoulders of giants. It's standing on top of all of these technical waves that already came across. And so then it's like, okay, well, let's have a discussion about your actual customers who engage with you, not in a silo. They engage with you when they walk into your store, if you have a store, or they engage with you online in a web browser. They engage with you on their phones and their tablets. They may engage with you on social media. And so what does that all mean? Uh, All of the, I like to call them um, on ramps, right? They're guardrails. It's you've already defined the things that I can do as a human being. And then I have to figure out how to do that. But what if I could ask you anything? And so that's really what this Alexa skills kit is. It's let's go ahead and start setting up the parameters of a conversation that our customers can have with us. And by the way, um, we also, at the same time, this is 2015, we did the Alexa voice service, which allowed you to put Alexa into things, which is why you see Alexa in cars, and stereos, and refrigerators, and she's on Windows. You know, you can use the Windows operating system, and, and even hands-free, just talk to Alexa. Um, but and on a mobile device, you know, and so now a customer can go ahead and say your brand name, and they can talk with you at any time versus you sending a follow-up survey. Saying, "Hey, how was your experience with us?" When you know they called your help desk or they opened a ticket because they were pissed off, right? It's like, "Hey, you know what's what's? You can just do that in the moment." Um, and you know, as, as a when I was a kid, I, I had all sorts of jobs. I worked at uh, movie theater and restaurants. It was paperboy. I did all sorts of things. And I remember the art of the upsell in retail. Uh, you know, I'd be at, a, uh, at the movie theater and a large portion. Of a movie theater revenue, which I believe is still the same today, it was not in the movie tickets. It was in the food, and somebody would come up, and I'd be like, "Hey, for um, you know, for a buck more, I can take that and make that a large popcorn and a large Coca Cola, right?" And uh, what people would do is right there in the moat. You already have your money out. You're you're doing yeah. it. well. That's what voices. You know, we could be we could be talking about something here on the podcast, and you could be like, right now, hey, um, you know. Let's say Dave, I'm talking about a T-shirt or maybe I have T-shirts or something like that. And you could be like, hey, you know, you can get Dave's T-shirt for 50% off right now. Would you like to do it? And all people have to do is say yes, because they're already logged in um, and it's using Amazon Pay um, or, you know, there are brands that use their own, um, you know, uh, point sale systems. Like you've already, uh, if I order my Domino's easy order, it's already set up with my Domino's
1: uh, mm-hmm. customer
0: information and it goes through their payment. Um, but we don't limit that to anything. So that's makes it very yeah. simplistic, and very natural, and also in the moment, which I think is the real difference is in the moment because we process things very differently when we're hearing them and we're speaking yeah. versus seeing them. You're limited. We were. It was funny. We were talking about young and and other things before the the podcast, right? Like when you look at your subconscious and how much information your subconscious is collecting, I think it's something like eleven million pieces of information from your your senses, right? And we can only process like forty things in the conscious. And so um, this is why, like, we can watch TV, right? But you can also be listening to something else. You can be on your on your phone and you can listen to music. I happen to listen to certain kinds of music when I want to, when I'm writing. Um, You're just processing it differently and you need less power. So that is the first time we're enabling that in Mm -hmm. this type of scenario too. Typically we were in front of a a machine, keyboard and mouse, or you're on a phone. It's much different than how you're processing things. So it gives you back time in order to think about what you want to say. And uh, I mean, I was telling people, gosh, four years ago of, hey, you know, get in early now so that you can figure out what they would actually say if they were yeah. in the moment, right? Because there's not a lot of those systems, especially if you don't have brick and mortar and people are coming in and actually conversing with you. You're all you're looking mm-hmm. for surveys, right? Uh, and people, depending on how the questions are phrased, it's very different with surveys. And so it was interesting to see companies actually make changes based on the feedback that people were both saying inside the Alexa skills to the brand as well as comments that they were leaving on Amazon.com for that skill of things yeah. that they wanted to do and those those brands have learned a lot about their their customers in I that think time definitely there's that.
1: there's so much to learn, and you know reducing the calorie burn in the brain of the processing is just, like that's the biggest thing with voice. We're hardwired to save calories and have lazy brains, and this is the way in the fastest yeah. processed sense, so sure, and
0: nothing beats speed, right Nothing's faster, and I mean it's faster. If you're actually reading the center of the brain that's formulating the words, which is basically what these thought process, Elon Musk, I forget what's the one he just announced, but it's it's still language, right? It's still voice. It's just reading the part that's formulating the word. Uh, And then voice actually using your vocal cords. Um, would be second fast to that. But man, is a keyboard and mouse slow. Oh, God. This is why I dictate. I know. I voice dictate with everything. I voice dictate in Word. I voice dictate my emails because my brain goes too fast. And this is somebody who can type pretty Mm -hmm. quick. I've been typing for so long, like I don't even need to look at the screen and I can type, but it's still so slow compared to how fast my brain's going.
1: It's totally slow. I think, I mean, I'm on the same page with everything you're saying. So once marketers take advantage of this and get a skill out there how should they get it found and enabled because I think we're all working through discoverability challenges
0: yeah you know it's the same again it's funny dust off those old docs so if like let's rewind the clock and i can guarantee it depends on the brand most brands have done this and i'll tell the brand when you launched your mobile app what did you do did you just submit it to apple
1: No, no, Dave. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I mean, good
0: luck with that, right? Um, You let your customers know it was out there and you let them know what's faster about it and how they can engage. And in fact, people that were moving quickly, I remember I chose the bank I have now because they had a mobile app I could get on my iPhone that allowed me to do account transfers, right? So suddenly I didn't have to be home in front of a computer or go to an ATM cash machine in order to interact with my bank. I could do it from anywhere with my phone. So voice is the same exact way. In fact, um, a good example is the other day, I I use an app on my phone called MyFitnessPal that I've used for a while to actually log my calories. And I was in there and it said, hey, by the way, we have this Alexa scale and, and you only have to say this if you want to enable it. And I was like, wow, what a great way to engage me as a customer because I'm in, they know I'm in this mobile app every day. I'm logging my calories. And suddenly I found out that they have an Alexa skill. And then I enabled the Alexa skill and I could be working on something else entirely and ask how many calories I have left. And I'm like, okay, I need to run more today. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah.
0: So it's engaging that way. Um, One thing uh, I remember when Twitter created their first Alexa skill, it was a tweet. It, there was a tweet that was out on Twitter that said, ask Alexa about my new tweets or about my timeline. It was something like that, right? Um, that's another great way. So you need, you know, customers are multimodal. They're engaging with you across different services, different experiences. Voice is no different. Do not launch it into a silo and expect people to come. You need to talk to your customers and figure out. Um, and usually when I'll tell brands is that, You know, metrics have gotten so good in mobile that you probably, well, I shouldn't say probably, almost everyone I've talked to already knows this. They know what are the top things that customers are engaging with consistently every day. And then if there's a way to make that faster through voice, that's what you go ahead and you use as the marketing message. So um, let me think of a fictitious thing, so I'm not calling out any specific companies. Uh, uh, Pay mortgage. Or make a car payment, right? That could be anything. Um, but man, is that faster to just say it. You have already you already know the amount. It's a, it's a reoccurring um, amount. And maybe you want to do a little extra. All the accounts linked up. All the pay services are linked up. So you just say it. And it, it takes the same amount of time as it would take to tell your assistant to set a reminder to send out that check or open the mobile app and do it. You just do it right? Um, another example is uh, reordering things. Like you can do this um, with Amazon. I do this all the time. My kids go through so many AA batteries with their Xbox controllers. Uh, so like I'll be in the the room where we have that Xbox set up. And then I'll just be like, Alexa, reorder AA batteries. Right? And I'm done. Um, and then it's on its way. And it's there the next day now with one day shipping. So it's things like that. Um, when you can do that and you know that your customers are consistently doing that. You need to let them know. And then the great thing is they'll let others know and they are engaging with the reviews. I mean, the Alexa skills, when you go to amazon.com, some of these have tens of thousands of reviews and they're leaving suggestions. And so I've also seen companies as part of their usability studies is that, you know, that flywheel of customer feedback, they're now incorporating reviews much in the same way, um, you know, a lot of companies do on mobile. They're doing it now for, for skills.
1: Tune back in next week for part two, where Dave and I focus purely on flash briefing and the future of voice and AI. We will discuss that elusive concept of the killer voice app, the voice app to rule all voice apps. And hint, there is no killer voice app, it's something else. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss it. You can one click subscribe free on your native podcast app if you simply go to bit.ly slash playbm. That's bit.ly slash P-L-A-Y-B-M all lowercase or you can search for Beetle Moment Marketing in any major podcast app. For more about the show or to consult with me, visit beetlemoment.com. Tweet me at Emily Bender. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.